Today's guest was involved in traditional ministry at a young age, but later felt called out to a different type of ministry. But his life was not always easy. We can all learn from his story next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other resources for your life and ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hey, welcome, folks, to another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, I can't remember the episode. 405, 406? You can't be oh. falling down on the job now, huh? Oh. I mean, you were doing so good. I know. I was doing so well before. I'll, I'll try to figure that out. Okay, so... It's right around there. Yeah. Yes, somewhere we're, we're, we're getting into the muscle, the real muscle car numbers. The real so. muscle car numbers, the cubic yeah, inch. But, but yeah. 405 is not one of them. Yeah, the cubic yeah. inch. Yeah, that's right. I guess there wasn't a 405, was there? There's definitely a 409, so uh amc had a what did amc have a 402 i can't remember amc had something all right well enough of that we've isolated a lot of people now we've alienated many people that are not car buffs so uh steve before we introduce our guest today uh we have a webinar coming up again and it is coming up soon tell us what it is and where people can get involved in this webinar it's free so this webinar is on repurposing your sermon so stop wasting your sermon it's a valuable asset that uh, will live on for many weeks after yeah. um after it's been delivered with the right yeah. um mix of tools and stuff so yeah. mm -hmm. we're going to go over some tools that will allow you to repurpose your sermon for other things and right. can be used in ministry yeah it, it can be a great tool and uh, and when is this webinar this webinar, and you're going to quiz me, so I was pulling it up here. Um, November 14th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Are we, is that correct? I don't yes, know. 9 a.m. Pacific, yes. So, yeah, 9 Pacific, 11 Eastern. It'll be 11 yes. Eastern. So. Noon Eastern. Oh, noon Eastern. Yes. Okay, that's right. Yeah, so we change our clocks. I, I, our guest is probably wondering what what is what wrong with you people. I, we actually don't change our clocks in Arizona. So yeah, it we makes don't. It even more challenging. Yeah, and we don't so, change our clocks. Everybody else does, and and it's just it's, yeah, it's a so ball of confusion. We have events this week that occur at a different time than next week. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, anyhow, you can go to webinar.streamingchurch.tv to sign up for this webinar. It's free. And uh, I promise you, you'll get some really good insight on it. It's only going to be probably about 30 minutes. We'll do a little Q&A. So just go to webinar.streamingchurch.tv and you can uh, be a part of that. And uh, and I think you'll enjoy it. All right. So let's uh, instead of dilly-dallying around here, let's get to our guest today. Our next guest was involved in, your, would you would say, your traditional ministry when he was younger, but uh, he felt felt like he was being called out to a different type of ministry, and that ministry was the ministry of the marketplace. And so in 2008, one of his businesses actually grew to over $120 million in annual revenue. He had over 100 employees, but there's always a but, right? But his story is not just simply one of success throughout the process 
He has experienced pain and loss uh, in business, in family, even in health. Uh, but his story is also one that shows that God is present even in the pain as well as the success. In 2019, he created a platform to connect followers of Jesus with one another in their city, and the platform is called Involved. We're going to get into that in a moment or so. Uh, it's a growing platform. It's connecting believers through uh, a new digital way to pray together uh, anytime, anywhere. So please welcome to the Church Solutions pod podcast, Nick Sirdorf. Nick Sirdorf. Sirdorf. Nick Sirdorf. Nick Sirdorf. Let's edit that out in three, two, one. Please welcome Nick Sirdorf to the Church Solutions podcast. Nick, I apologize for butchering your name up. I'm sorry. No worries. That's been my whole life. So thank you for having me here. It's, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's not that hard. So, uh, so Nick, uh, let's talk about calculus today. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, we were going back and forth earlier and uh, talking about uh, what, what we were going to ask him about. So, Nick, seriously, we are glad you're here. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we're excited to hear about what you are doing, especially with this app called Involved. So before we get into that, I, you may have meant you may have shared your story with me. But who is who is Nick? And tell us your little brief um bio story i mean beyond the company and all that stuff so who's nick yeah yeah thank you so i, I grew up in southern california uh really went to church you know most of my life my my 80 plus year old swedish grandmother was the oldest member at her church all those things and and uh but really started walking with jesus when i got into scriptures i had an incredible high school youth leader got us into a bible study that kind of just led this hunger for more. My wife and I were missionaries with the organization called the Navigators on the collegiate side after we got married. Um, thought we were going to just invest in college students and that was going to be our path. And then, as Phil mentioned, God called me out of that and into the ministry of the marketplace. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs and uh, they they gave a lot to business. Uh, you know, my dad was checked out, those kinds of things. I was discipled by these guys and the navigators and wanted to be more like them. Uh, and, and then as I got older, I realized you can check out for anything. It could be business. It could be sports. It could be hobbies. And I just learned, well, I want to check in and engage with Jesus and what I do and learn how to abide and walk with him. And that can be anywhere. And I was called to the marketplace. So that's a little bit of my background. I have two kids. My wife and I have been married for almost 20 years. Uh, 16-year-old daughter who's incredible, incredible teenager, incredible young woman, and a 14-year-old son who's just grown up and a real, real mighty warrior. So really proud of them. Where are you at right now? And, and you know, most people are going to be listening to this on audio, but we do have video and uh, it'll be on YouTube and stuff. But I see in the background here, you're in a cabin. Where are you at? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I live about three hours west of Seattle. And most people will pause and think, is that in the ocean? Is that on an island? <laughs> and what they don't know is that there is a very large peninsula west of Seattle called the Olympic Peninsula. It's essentially the Olympic National Park. And so we live in Port Angeles. It's a national park town. And if you believe it, the Pacific is still about an hour west of me. So it's this incredible, beautiful area. We live on about 12 acres. And this is a cabin that I'm in right now that we built on the property, sort of an office slash guest house. 
Nice. Very nice. All right. So we were going to talk about this involved app. What what is the involved app and website? What what is that about? Yeah. So, you know, essentially it, it's a platform to connect believers with one another, especially in between gatherings, uh, with the additional ability to really connect us globally. You know, that that's the bigger vision that takes time. And what our focus right now is really coming alongside ministries, you know, parachurch type ministries, as well as traditional churches and helping their people stay connected. Uh, if you think about Sunday morning, we all love being together, um, you know, especially with what you all do. You know, there we talk about church being hybrid. And, and what we mean is if we show up or if we stream, uh, but I would even kind of press into that and say, we're, we're essentially, whether we show up on Sunday morning or not, we're always hybrid. Um, we're, we're together maybe 1% of the week, a couple hours a week, but we're actually not together most of the time. And so just like we can, digital is a, is a tool to stream Sunday morning, we actually need a digital tool to stay connected throughout the week. And so that's what involved is that that's our focus. Um, and you know, what we've seen, it's, it's amazing. We, we, we show up on Sunday, especially. We love being together. We don't have a whole lot of time to connect, but we do choose, you know, get some time to connect with one another. And then when we go our separate ways, we're we're not we're no longer in the same neighborhood. We're not at the same place of employment. Don't have a lot of overlaps in our lives. And so involved really helps us to stay involved throughout the week, so that we can hear what God's doing. We can be praying for one another. We can just be staying updated on how the week's going so that when I see you next week, I see, I don't just say, Hey, Steve, how's it going? How's the weather? It's really nice out. Right. And then, Oh, it's time to sit down. I, I can really pick up where you left off and say, Hey, I've been praying for your family member who's sick or wow. That was an incredible story about, you know, that guy you talked to at the grocery store. And, and so involved just keeps us engaged so that when we are together, we we can really pick up where we left off. So we'll, we'll need to compare and contrast this with some of the other social media tools mm -hmm. out there. Um, so what? Uh, why not just do this on Facebook? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's a lot of questions like that. It's sort of well, if you think about Sunday morning, why don't we, you know, gather in, in a public place? And and we just really need time together as believers that's focused. Um, we need to, at times, be together to ensure we're connecting and focused on what God has for us. And so Facebook is really good. You know, it, it does some good stuff. There, there's some, uh, some some downsides to it, of course. Uh, we're not really trying to compete with Facebook. We're not trying to be Christian Facebook. But uh, the reality is that's it's kind of the world's uh, place of communication. And you're going to, in your scroll, you're going to find things that you like, and you're going to find things that you don't like. And, you know, I would say if, if you think about LinkedIn, LinkedIn, it's not business Facebook. What it is, it's a social network for our professional relationships. And so I would compare ourselves in part to that as far as a values-based social platform. Because when you go on LinkedIn, you're you're going to connect with people who value their careers, and that's that's where the conversation is going to be around more of a professional nature. So involved is like that, but just more from a kingdom perspective. So yeah, you mentioned this started 2019. Is that right? Yeah. 
So, so rewind us back to 2019 before this thing got off the ground. What was the inspiration um, for it, and what, what was going through your head? Where you know, why did this thing come about? Yeah, great question. You know, I, I think one of my life verses is Ephesians two ten, and and I think it calls us into so much more because as as Paul says, we are God's masterpiece, you know, his poema, his poem, and we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he created in advance for us to do. And so there, there are these good works, these opportunities that, that we're invited in to do. And, and the reality is we can't do them alone. And we're not, it's, they're not intended to be done alone. They're intended to be done with him. And, and so what I'm learning about these good works is we don't really know quite what they are. You know, we, we have these seeds that we might call ideas or hopes or some emotion around it. But um, so the reason I bring that up is there, there have been these kind of ideas, these thoughts, these longings, these things that have been have drawn me for for a few decades. Um, so, for example, when I went to college, uh, this dates me, but it was, uh, you know, there was really no way to find churches. So I looked in the phone book and um, and I realized man, how do I, as a person who moved to a new city, find out how to connect to believers locally? And so I looked in the phone book and I visited all these churches that had college groups. Well, at the end of that year, I made a, a trifold pamphlet, you know, went to Kinko's and did all these things so that the next year when students came, I could hand them this pamphlet and say, hey, you know, you're a follower of Jesus. It's going to be hard for you to find things. I've done the work now and then we started meeting sunday mornings outside the dorms and we would drive together so i've always had this desire um and, and really it kind of bothered me in a sense of that there's so much that god's doing around us there's so much community to join into uh but it's not easy to find or discover and and it needs to be simplified and so you know fast forward essentially 20 20 years to 2019 and and the Lord tapped me on the shoulder, so to speak, and said, I have something for you if you're willing to stick with it. And all I knew at that point is it was this platform to connect believers. And it had a lot to do with prayer and testimonies as well as as more. And so I just was learning a lot about abiding at the time, you know, John 15. And I said, Jesus, if you teach me how to do this with you, I'm all in. Yeah. So you're so that resulted in the mobile app, right? Is that right back? So are you, did you, uh, you're not a developer, right? So, so how, how did you, how did you move forward with that? Yeah, great question. So, you know, the other, in this conversation with, with the Lord, I'd said, well, I, I, I think this is needed. I'm excited. And again, in 2019, I knew a little bit about what the calling was. It really was this journey where I started to do a lot of research. Well, how are believers gathering? How are we praying together? Um, how are we sharing testimonies? How are we finding one another? I looked at all of the existing kind of faith-based platforms, secular platforms, mainstream platforms, and um, and just started to like really dive into the scriptures, John 17. And of course, in relation to unity was a big chapter and even the chapters around it. And I just kept saying, you know, okay, what, what are you asking me to do? And when that became clear that it was this digital platform, I said, you know, Lord, as you know, I'm, I'm not a coder. Um, this is, and I said, this is going to cost more than I have. And you're going to need to bring the right people. 
if you do those things and you, and you teach me how to abide again, I'm all in. And so in my past businesses, uh, you know, I've always been, he's always taught me and trained me how to bring the right people uh, to, and, and to, to really have the bigger vision and then the plan to execute according to that vision to over, you know, a number of years get to um, really accomplishing that vision. And then at the same time, you, you start to see what else is possible and available. And so that's just how he's wired me and trained me. And so that's what I did with involved. Uh, he led me to the right people, um, tech leads, product leads. And then through that, we brought together this incredible team to build the platform. At the same time, um, we've raised investment capital to do it. And it's just incredible as, as he invites us into things, you know, we, he provides uh, the people and the resources that we need. So it's just been an amazing journey. I want to jump in here and, and maybe get us a little off track because I'm famous for doing that. Uh, but I want to I, I want to hear more about the involved app. But uh, in your bio, you talked about pain and mm. about difficult times. And and in my own experience and and working in ministry, I've also I've 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 obviously experienced pain too. But I have found that people who have experienced pain and loss and come through it. Um, there's just something special about that. There's something uh, powerful about that. Uh, and I'm sure that in your life, that obviously has happened. Can you just elaborate a little bit on about that and how that has kind of formed uh, maybe some of this vision that you have? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. You know, and I, I think I could talk a lot about that. It's one of the things that I'm currently learning is, is just who, who am I and specifically who am I in his eyes? And, and, and as we walk through life, we, we know all the verses there's, there's trouble, there's trial and all those things, but deep down, like we all just want it easy and, and we want comfort, you know, that's our flesh. And so, so at times we might get surprised, but to your point, Phil, you know, we all go through this pain and you know, what, what I'm learning is that often it's, as I want comfort, as I want the easy way, what I'm really saying is I want my will and I want my way. And, and so as we're all going to hit up against pain, what, what I'm learning is often the pain comes from when I'm holding on so tightly to something that's, that's not what he wants for me. And, and, uh, you know, the verse of we, if we try to gain our life, we lose it, but if we lose it for his sake, we'll find it. What, what I found is, uh, you know, a lot of the times that I have pain, it's, it's that I'm holding too tightly on something that either he doesn't want, or maybe it was for a season and, and I don't want that to continue. Um, or I do want that to continue. And often for me, whether it's, you know, as a man in business, a lot of my pain comes through what I put my hands to the hopes and dreams that I have for what that could be or, or what I think should be. And so, you know, I, any, anyone in business has experienced loss in business. So I've, I've had loss in business and um, we, we've had some health issues in our family that, that have just been not easy to get over, um, not easy to work through. And so, so what that's, we all have a choice when we want to go left, but that's not working and we don't know how to work through it. And we can either just keep white knuckling it and pushing hard, or we could surrender 
to him. And, and I think that's, that's been the biggest lesson for me is that in the midst of the pain, in the midst of success, it's how do we really walk and live a life of surrender? And, and what that really comes down to is I can only surrender to him to the level to which I believe that he's good because I'm not going to surrender all of the things that he's asked us to do, you know, our life our will, our mind, or emotions. If I, if I think that maybe he's not good, maybe he's not out for my good. And so what he's really shown me through John 17 and just so much through the chapters before that is that the way he sees me, you know, John 15, nine, Jesus says to the disciples, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you. And I could talk a lot about that, but essentially Jesus loves us as much as the father loves him. And I realized, oh my goodness, if Jesus loves me as much as the father loves him, then that I have no, uh, no greater value than that. And therefore, whatever I'm going through, whatever I have or don't have the pain, the trials, the value that I have from the father, it's, it's more than anything, more than I think is going to come through past business or present business, more than I think is going to come through any accolades. And so it allows me, it helps me to release whatever the current situation is that is painful or that I'm hope, hopeful in will turn out to be something. So your advice for a pastor listening, because we, we have pastors that listen to this podcast yeah. and tech people and, and, you know, not just volunteers and other people. So for the pain and the loss that somebody might be going through right now, what would you say to them? Yeah, I would say first, you know, I'm sorry. Like it, it hurts. It is painful. And, and there's going to be reasons in the uh, kind of the physical that, that are just obvious and painful, but then that's going to bring up some deeper things, some deeper questions of who is God? Where is God? Does he really care? Is he really present? And, and I would say spend a lot of time uh, in John chapter 13 through 17, because it's, you know, the high priestly uh, it's, you know, Jesus's upper room discord. I mean, there's, there's so much that's just amazing. that's there in those four chapters, but specifically that John 15, where he says, remain in my divine love, because I never would have been able to articulate this before. Uh, but the, the revelation that the father loves us as much as his only begotten son, there is no greater position. There is no greater place to be there. There's no, you, you can't earn it can't work for it, but we have the ability to receive that level of divine love. And so in the midst of pain, we naturally want to solve it. We naturally want to remove it as much as we can. And it's not that we shouldn't do some of those things, but what I'm learning, what I'm trying to learn, what I'm trying to receive more each day is that in spite of the pain, in spite of the circumstance, I'm loved by the father as much as he loves his only begotten son. And so to sit in that, to marinate in that, to receive that, it's that's that's the advice, so to speak. That's the encouragement that I would give. Yeah. I, I just wanted to bring that up and I'll let yeah. Steve get back to this because I, I just feel I, like go ahead, Steve. I I, I I I can't I don't know the quote, you guys probably do, but you know, scripture talks about God walks us through trials and tribulations to develop our character. Have you seen your character? evolve um through this yeah 
Yeah, a lot. You know, um, I mean, especially <laughs> we should uh, get my wife on. She could tell you. Uh, but, you know, like we're all have this opportunity and invitation to just become more and more like Jesus. And, and we're all not there yet. And so as we remain in this divine love, as we remain and abide with him, we, we get to be more like him. And, and what that means is there, there's like him in all the ways, positive ways. We want to be more patient and kind. But it also means we actually have to let go of a lot of things. And just like obviously he did at in, in the garden where he asked three times for what he wanted, uh, remove this cup. And then he said, not my will, but yours. And so I just think so much of life uh, as we are, you know, our goal is to be like him and to be disciples is to lay down our life and to carry our cross. And so, um, so yeah, you know, who I am today versus who I am six years ago, how I deal with the, the pain and loss and issues. Um, it's easy as a, uh, whatever the definition of a Westerner who, you know, is, has, is well off to have a lot of vices, a lot of little things we go to, we could go to, you know, stream things, eat things, drink things. And, and it's just like, we have so many comforts these days, more than most Kings did throughout history. And so it's just to, to see as I get closer to him, as I receive more of of the value that he has for me, the less, you know, vices, so to speak, or the less character issues are really present. And it's just been incredible to, it's one thing to say that, but it, it's been incredible to, to actually see that. Um, and, and not that I don't have choices, not that I'm perfect by any means, but, but to just see the things that used to trip me up in the past, they, they don't anymore. And, and part of it is as we start to receive that we're loved by God as much as he loves his only son, we we start to realize that we're not spiritual orphans. And I would say who I was five plus years ago, I lived as if I was a spiritual orphan. That I know there's a God. I, I, I've heard that he's good, but I, I think maybe he left me. Like I never would have said that, but but in the often ways, that's how I felt. And so from a character perspective, then I would say, well, I need to cope with this or that. Okay, let's get back to the involved app. <laughs> yeah. um, so what has been the most um, important fruit of this endeavor since you started it in 2019? Yeah, you know, I we've obviously been talking about some non-involved things. So I think the biggest fruit for me is is doing this journey with him. And, and when, as we know, uh, you know, we're not orphans, but we're also not slaves. So he shares his heart with us. And, and I just, I'm just seeing more of his heart for, for people, for the world. Like it, it's, it's just bigger and better than I ever would have imagined. Because again, when we start with and understand that he loves us as much as he loves his son, then we start to realize that, oh, that's available for me. That's available for you. That's available for everybody. And, and then therefore, what does, what life does he want for us? And a lot of what he wants, because, you know, he and the father, the son and the Trinity, they have this incredible unity. Like that's, what's available for all of us is that we could be one, like he and the father are one. And so, you know, I think the fruit of it is it's starting. Um, but part of what is fruitful for me is to see, oh my goodness, like what's available and, and a tool, an app won't create that but we do in the body of christ need a communication platform 
we need we need to own those communication lines. Um, right now, if we want to try to communicate to the body of Christ in the U.S. or in a particular city, we have to pay other platforms to do that. And 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 we need to we need to be able to have more direct communication with one another. And so, you know, what what I'm starting to see is when ministries and churches come on involved, it's just incredible because I feel I feel like platforms they. Uh, you know, Scott Beck said this when we were together, Steve, he said, platforms unlock what wants to happen. Uh, somehow people <laughs> wanted to pick up strangers and give them rides and Uber unlocked that potential by making it safe, making it easy. Somehow people wanted to rent their home to strangers and Airbnb and VRBO unlocked that. And and what I'm seeing is believers do want to stay connected. We, we do want to know and uh, be in fellowship throughout the week more so than just Sunday morning. And so that's been incredible to see. At the same time, I get to talk to amazing leaders, ministry leaders, pastors all throughout the country and even beyond. And th there is just this incredible move and movement that's going on that I think a lot of people aren't aware of. Uh, it's, it's happening locally all over. It's happening in our, in our church. Um, and it just seems like, you know, believers are really waking up and, and reviving but at the same time, there, there's something going on in the prayer space and a movement there that's really exciting that I'd love to share more. If you want me to go into that now or after. Sure. Yeah. So one of the things that that happened in May is, is a ministry um, really started focusing on Israel and and these prayer ministries are very collaborative. So there's there's somewhat um, a few who are maybe uh, facilitators of it, but it's really this collaboration over thousands of ministry prayer ministries globally and they started to focus on israel and one of them brought people together to pray and fast for israel for 21 days and uh, about 5 million people did that and it ended on may 28th which was pentecost and on that day another ministry a collaborative ministry uh brought together 100 million people to pray for jerusalem um, on may 28th which was pentecost over a 26 hour period and if you think about that, like those numbers at that scale, possibly it's the it's the largest time the body has ever come together and prayed for the same thing on the same day. And so for something like that to happen, it's it's amazing. And now we know with what's going on with Israel, why the Lord called so many people and put that on so many people's heart in May because of what we now know uh, with with the war going on over there. And so, you know, from a platform perspective, they did that organically. They did that through email, through Zoom, through Facebook, through YouTube, um, through just organic relationships that have been there for decades. And, and there's not a, a platform that they've adopted. And so I have a call with one of the leaders in two days and of how uh, we can really come together and come alongside them with that. And so that's really exciting in terms of just being potentially a part of that. And at the same time, seeing and knowing what God's doing, because they're, they're continuing to do that more and more, and especially throughout next year. We're, uh, we're just about out of time here. Can I jump in here and ask a question? Yeah, go for it, Phil. What's the long-term vision? Or, I mean, do you have a long-term vision? Do you feel like there's something ahead for the Involve app? 
Yeah, great question. You know, it's easy to say I, I would love involved to be this global kingdom platform that's just adopted by, you know, hundreds of millions of believers. I'd say specifically the vision would would actually come back to what I brought up when I was in college. You know, I have a 16-year-old, as I mentioned, a 14-year-old. I would love for them to, when they go to college and move to a new city, to just open up involved and see what God's doing in that city, to join other kingdom communities of college students, of people who are called to um, minister to the homeless, like that there we, we need within the body of Christ, of course, a way to stay connected globally, but specifically we need a place, uh, a way to stay connected locally. Um, if you think about what's how how well is your city doing? We we often have stories of what the enemy is doing, but we know that we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony, as amongst two other things. And so we just don't have a place to see stories of what God's doing. So that's my bigger vision and hope is that involved could of course connect globally, but really really connect us locally, better within the people we see on church, uh, in Sunday on church. But if you think about how many. Uh, churches are in your city. That's a lot of churches. But if you were to ask Jesus that question, how many churches does he see in my city? You know, what would he say? And I think we wouldn't disagree that he would say there's one church of Port Angeles. There's one church of each of your cities. So my dream would be that we could have a platform that really invites and facilitates that level of interaction and involvement. That's good. How can people get this app? It's called Involved. Mm -hmm. How do they? How would they get it? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Great question. So, you know, we're, we're in each of the app stores, but what I would encourage is, uh, especially around this prayer movement for Israel, is really go there. And so on, on our platform, so it's getinvolved.com and forward slash pray for Israel. So getinvolved.com forward slash pray for Israel. That'll show them the, the prayer experience and movement that's starting to grow there. And of course, I would love to download the app, but specifically the invite is pray for Israel. Okay. All right. Good deal. Uh, can people get a hold of you? Is there, is, can they go to that same website to get a hold of you, ask questions? Yeah, of course. So they can just email me directly. It's nick at getinvolved.com. I'd love to have any discussions, questions, you know, how we can serve, um, how we can be praying together. Yeah, good deal. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry we're out of time. I, I, I guess I hijacked our podcast here with getting us. But I, I just I always feel like when people go through difficult seasons yeah. in their life, it adds to what they have. And, yeah. and I think what you are doing is probably some of the fruits of the struggle that you and your family went through. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted, so Nick Seedorf has been our guest today on the Church Solutions Podcast. Nick, thank you so much for, for being with us today. We really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And Steve, thank you. And uh, most of all, thank you folks for listening or watching the Church Solutions podcast. And, you know, if if you have questions and you're driving down the road, you miss some of this stuff and you can't back the tape up, you can always reach out to us at streamingchurch.tv. Just go to the website. There's ways to contact us and we can connect you with Nick and uh, also connect you with the uh, getinvolved.com website. And I think you will enjoy it. So there you have it. All right. So we're out of time, but uh, catch us next time for another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. And uh, we'd love it if you could subscribe to us and give us a rating. Anything uh, we could hear from you would be wonderful. We'd love to get your feedback. So on behalf of these gentlemen here, 
I'm Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll catch you again on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. <laughs>